Is your website performing? Is it bringing you leads? Is it bringing you customers? Are people finding your business? Well, when I first started, no one found my business. My website didn't work. Business was tough and it was challenging. And actually, getting in control of my digital life, my business digital life, was one of the biggest challenges I had. In this episode with Christina and Henry from the Rebel Business School, we will be unpacking Christina's digital life and helping you to work on your business, your website, your digital marketing, your online presence, and grow your customer base. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun, and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome back to The Rebel Entrepreneur Show. I am very excited. We're back in the Christina coaching series. So I have Christina back with me, and you're back in Los Angeles. We're no longer together in Oaxaca, Mexico, eating all of the mole food. Sadly. Sadly. <laughs> I was like, is that me? It's my turn. Oh, the food there was amazing. The food was incredible. I also have with us today, Henry Nicholson of the Rebel Business School. Henry, you are back. How are you? Where are you? What's going on? Good morning, afternoon, evening, and good night, whatever time of day it is, because who knows? I'm good. Hello, good to be back. I am uh, in North London currently, uh, which I think I have been for every episode so far. Nothing has changed. I'm still here. I've actually been waiting. Nothing has changed. My headphones have been on and I've just been waiting by the microphone. I'm waiting for your call. <laughs> it's good to know that's how it should be, Henry. So we are back. We've been helping Christina. We've done several episodes so far on websites online business. We covered Google My Business. We did a LinkedIn sales strategy episode with Patrick. And now we're back to the second website episode. The digital life of a business is a huge side of the business. And with the pandemic, with the way that has changed business, it's only going to keep getting bigger. People want to do business online. They want to find you online. They want to be able to work with you. That's only going to get bigger, and that's what we've been working on with Christina and her business. Christina's business will always have a physical-facing element because she takes photos, and you need to be somewhere to take those photos. But generating the business, running the business, doing the other things, we're going to be online. So, Christina, tell us, give us a rough update. What's been happening with the Google My Business, the website? What's been happening with this? Okay, so website-wise, um, I know we talked about doing a little often. It's That's been spurts and starts. Sometimes I do a little and do sometimes I've been doing a lot. The main thing, if you look at my website right this moment, it doesn't look like I've done much. But I took the time to deep dive in and figure out how to create that homepage, like gallery-style homepage we d discussed. And then basically each project that shows up on the gallery as an image, as a preview, has its own project page. So I figured out the project pages that feed into that and then the homepage itself. So I've been working on adding each project to its own little page, which will then create the gallery and then I can change over the homepage completely. So that's something I've been working on. Obviously a little bit of a thing to just create each 
project page. But once this is done, then I can just kind of add projects as they're wrapped. And I think it'll be a lot easier. So that's kind of where the website has been. Google My Biz, we spent a good episode talking about and working on. And then I just go and tinker. I have been sending some people. We talked about the reviews and sending people like basically a pre-written review with keywords in it Mm. and the images we'd like them to add. I need to follow up with the people I've sent them to because they haven't posted yet. So I'm like, hey, (laughs) please. Um, (laughs) So I I need to follow up. I'm going to make myself a note on that because I would like to get the more movement on the review side. And then as far as changing the keywords, we were changing keywords or the title even of what I do and put make sure commercial photography was in there and it's clear. And I've been getting email updates as far as like viewership and like how many searches for different words have popped up. And it's definitely shifted for the better and less of like me being mistakenly searched as a print shop and me actually showing up as a photographer. (laughs) So I am seeing that that has worked in that sense. So I think it's just, you know, it's keeping tweaking, uh, keeping that page active and getting those new reviews up there will help. I love that. So if I've just done a rough search for, I typed in commercial photographer LA into Google to see what came up. And you are on the third page down now, Christina. So you're 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. You're about 36th in the rankings. So you've actually had some positive movement from where you were before. Because like we've been through like eight pages and couldn't couldn't find find you last time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We we kept going. There's no more pages. (laughs) So that's good. That's good. And you've got eight five-star reviews, uh, yeah. which is fantastic. Eight Google reviews. You've got some great pictures. It's really starting to come up and it's starting to change. And this is not a short-term fix. And I'm sure Henry will talk about this, but none of the digital stuff is going to fix your business overnight. It's a long-term play, isn't it, Henry? Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. And the amount of, you know, you've probably heard this, the phrase overnight success and, You've probably also heard that they don't tell you about the six years that they take before the overnight success happens. It's a slow burn. It really is. You need to get this stuff online. You need to put in the legwork. But that that is great news. You know, being on page three so far, are people going to go to page three of Google? It's unlikely. They might. But it's getting there. And it's it's more positive. You know, like you say, you weren't on any pages beforehand. Google now know you exist. <laughs> the almighty know you are here. So it, it's moving in that direction. And that's what this stuff is all about. It's about creating positive movements. It's about incremental improvements and just making ever so slight improvements to your on, uh, online visibility. Because we're going to be doing this over the years. This is not something that you fix digital marketing and website and it's done forever. This is something that you do a little bit, you update, you do a little bit, you update and it gradually gets better. And then all of a sudden in six years, you're like, wow, I've got a really good website at the top of the listings. The only way to really shortcut that is to pay for adverts to put yourself at the top of the listing. But we've done entire episodes on the risk of that and how it can work. And we've got coming up a couple of episodes called the marketing mini experiments, which is a a new thing that we're doing. 
where we're testing different marketing methods live on the website and then reviewing them when they work again. So we've got a guy called Adam from Craftbox Club in the UK who is testing Facebook adverts and we're learning by watching him do it, what he puts into it, and then reviewing the results to see if he gets any clients. So we've got those coming up. So Christina, what's the biggest like what's the biggest challenge in this digital life area in your business digital life area at the moment? What's what's affecting you the most or what's the lack of things affecting you? Is actually reflecting back on my business, the biggest thing affecting me was that nothing was happening. <laughs> <laughs> As far as in what regards, like your business or just in the response to your digital? I had a website for several years and I don't think anyone ever contacted me. Mm. I don't think anything ever came. When I first started, I had a beautiful looking website called AD Dynamics. It was lovely. Henry's seen the pictures, like some kind of attractive person on the front page with their head thrown back as they were learning and being special. My mum loved the website. She thought it looked pretty, but nothing happened. I got no business. It went nowhere. Like my biggest problem was a lack of anything happening. I think there's some of that. I mean, there's things happening and not happening, right? Because it's not like all of a sudden I've been inundated with phone calls, but at the same time, like there is progress as far as showing up on the Google results at all. That's something, right? That's progress in itself. So I think So, I mean, we talked about recently organizing your schedule and productivity. So I'm actually starting a mini experiment myself starting June and how I lay out my week. And so instead of blocking things out hour by hour in my day, I'm actually dedicating specific days to kind of specific subjects. So like there'll be days that are shoot days, a post-production day, and then I'll have like admin day and like content days, which are like more website, Instagram, like that together. So, because what I found is when I'm working on the website or something, like it takes you a minute to get into the gear of like that and like refresh yourself. What am I doing here? What is this place? What's my login? All that. Right. So um, then I feel like by the time I've like done all that, like my hour is up or something. Right. And then you switch gears again. So I'm like, okay, instead of doing that, I'm going to dedicate like a whole work day where I do like kind of tasks in that world so that I don't lose that energy. So I'm going to kind of try this different, different approach. And I think that'll help me make more progress on these tasks because I have really felt like by the time I get my brain, like rolling in that direction and I've, the way I've scheduled it out, I'm like, Oh, got to change. And then, you know, and then the next time you sit down to do, it, it's the same thing. Oh, what's my login. I'm really bad at logging in guys. I'm bad at passwords. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's my experiment starting this week. And I want to see how that helps how those, you know, go hand in hand. So I think that like Monday is going to be this week's a little all over the place. Yesterday was a, a bank holiday for us and I slept in. <laughs> but, <laughs> Perfect. So this week's going to be a little bit free form versus that, but Monday's going to be like my admin day. Friday's going to be my content day where I can really just dig in to some of these things. And it doesn't mean that there won't be tasks related to it throughout the week, but I would prefer to like get the bulk of it, do some planning maybe and be like, okay, well throughout the week, then you can follow up on the people you asked reviews for and this and that, but not like doing the bulk of like the website updates or even the initial email sending, asking for the review with the written review. Like that'll be very, I guess I'll just 
try to do it in the same time when my brain's in that place. I love that. I love that. I think it's quite interesting when you, like when people have websites, it goes one of two ways and it will either be that terrifies me and I never want to touch it. So you have to force yourself to get in the habit. And and I love that dedicating a day per week, especially Friday, because I don't know about you, but I get halfway through a Friday and I'm I'm good. I'm ready to to pack away. Right. Yeah. But so doing stuff that maybe doesn't take as much energy, like having meetings, talking to to customers, actually doing the admin stuff at the end of the week is actually really cool because it gives you a chance to sort of cool down. But the other side of this is some people will actually rely on the website and hide behind edits and they'll do nothing but that. And that will sort of hide them away from the sales calls, from any of the other stuff that positively impacts. So I think that's a that's a genius way of doing it, setting aside one day which has some of the website stuff in it. Because once you've done the main bulk, you don't need to spend hours and hours and hours on the website. Once you've done it, it's like maybe 30 minutes in a day. You know, yeah. It doesn't need to take forever. So I think that's a great way of doing it. And I think actually, yeah, that's, that's something that most business owners should adopt. If you're listening to this, you will adopt such a thing. Because <laughs> I think it's a great way of keeping so it Henry, moving. So Henry, what's the, like if you were saying to someone, What's the most efficient way for me to work through my website projects? Because you've done a lot of website projects in your side hustle building websites. What's the most efficient way to work through that project of a website? The most efficient way is little and often. Little and often. And the reason for that, which I'm fairly sure we've already spoken about, is that as soon as you try and check into something for hours and hours and hours, you eventually lose focus, especially if it's something that you're not very good at or you're not confident in. And it's really easy to get lost in it and get overwhelmed. So my advice for for any website project is get it started, dedicate some time to it, just as Christina's just said, you know, dedicate the Friday, check into it, because if you're trying to do it amongst a bunch of other stuff, it's not going to go well and your focus will be split. So check into it, do an hour or so, get the initial thing started. And then just do little and often, 30 minutes, maybe an hour every day. But as soon as you feel yourself starting to lag or starting to lose focus or get fed up and, you know, that feeling of, I don't want to do this now. Like as soon as that stuff comes around, stop. You can always carry on later. Doing things little and often is the best way of doing it because you don't want to fall out of love with this project. As soon as you start to do something to the point where it's not enjoyable anymore, you're not going to do it ever again or very well so little and often it helps to reserve the excitement for it and it also keeps your work level high and the quality good christina if you were to sort of review your digital focus how many areas are you focused on because we've talked about google my business we talked about the website different bits like where is your focus currently so my digital overview of my business is in four places we have linkedin the website Instagram and Google My Biz. And obviously they all kind of, I guess, feed into each other. The other options obviously are Facebook and Pinterest. Pinterest because I'm visual, but I just don't have time, energy, or really enough knowledge to to Pinterest. I'm not on there. It would be spreading myself thin. And Facebook, I don't worry about too much. Um, Maybe someday I will, but not right now. Instagram is my main social media. And it works because again, it's a very image driven social media platform. So that makes sense for me. Um, and I do have someone that handles that for me. Like I create, 
I send her over the content that I want to post in like a summary. And then she writes actual nice captions and hashtags and schedules them. And so that's kind of like a little bit hands off for me, which is nice. So the main things that I'm focused on are those other three that we've been discussing. And LinkedIn is interesting because it really crosses over into marketing as I think previous episodes we've discussed. So we use that in, in a marketing way. And it's, I mean, this is all marketing, right? But that's like, I feel like a little more, we use it a little more focused to try to target specific people. So I guess like looking at those three, the LinkedIn, the website, and the Google My Business, like if I have to prioritize, how do I prioritize or what are my most, what are my most important things to hit every week? If I'm, if I'm like stressed out and can't do it all, like where, where, how should I prioritize? Well, I think the way to find the answer to that question is to go right up to the top. Why are we doing this? And correct me if I'm wrong. The reason we're doing this is to bring in business for your business. Like that's the purpose of all this is to find you clients which pay you money and you have a business. That's it. Yeah. So that's why we're doing all of this. There are two types of marketing. There is proactive marketing. And there's reactive marketing or the passive marketing, as we like to call it. Passive marketing is working on the website and then the website is done. And then we sit there waiting for people to come to us. That's passive. We put the website out and we're waiting. Proactive marketing is the LinkedIn strategy that we discussed with Patrick two episodes ago in episode five. That is, I've uncovered the person I want to speak to and I've sent them a video directly and I'm directly going to someone. Now, most people when building a business spend their time doing the passive marketing. And just as Henry said a few minutes ago, they avoid doing the work they actually really need to do by working on the website. How do I know this? Because it's what I did when I started. I worked on my website because it meant I didn't have to do what scared me, which was making phone calls. And I hated it and I couldn't do it. So I felt like I was making progress by working on the website, even though it didn't do anything. So I think there is a balance between these things. Whenever I speak to an entrepreneur, I talk about what percentage of your time are you spent being proactive and what percentage of your time are you spent being passive? And if I ever had a leaning, it would be towards proactive marketing. Like if you had to make a choice each week of what you're doing, I would like go and sell to someone, <laughs> like do proactive stuff, go and actually sell because that's going to do far more to build your business than the passive stuff. The thing is, it's the passive stuff. If you do it right and you work on it, like we do a little bit of Google My Business this week, a little bit next week, you know, we've gone from not being on the listings to being 36, maybe in a month we'll be 24, maybe in six months we'll be 15, maybe in a year we'll be top page and you've got three or four clients coming in through it. So if you forget that long-term stuff, you'll never create that movement that needs. So I think there is a balance here. But if you had to ditch something, ditch the passive stuff and do the proactive stuff. Okay. That makes sense. And I think it is that thing of like, that's the scarier stuff. And you also can't, well, no, you can't really do it in the middle of the night, right? Like. You can't, you can, you can schedule emails or you can record the video and then send it in the morning. But you know, it's like, I don't know if you've ever done this to yourself where you're like, you really don't want to do the proactive 
you don't want to reach out. You don't want to call people. So you put it off and put it off. And then it's after business hours. And you're like, well, now I can't do it. So then you're like, well, I'll go dink around with my website instead. So I've you never know. done that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that, Henry, where you've put off what you really need to do because you're just like, oh, I'll just do it later? My favorite one is uh, something I did recently, actually, when uh, I paid somebody the I paid the wrong person like fifteen hundred quid of company money. Oh no! Oh, this was an awkward conversation, Henry. <laughs> it was great. I I learned from it. I learned to double check what I was doing. But so I, I was paying an invoice for the Rebel School and ended up paying the wrong person, the wrong account but for the same sum of money. And I sort of sat on it for a week or so, tried to solve it, but I was just getting emotionally restless and you know, panicking. It was like, oh, all this money that's just in the ether it exists somewhere in somebody else's pocket. And I just kept thinking, well, you know what? I've made someone else's day. They've got no idea what's going on. I've made a mistake. Let's do it. So uh, I called Alan uh, and Simon and I went, guys, <laughs> I've made a mistake. <laughs> and then we, we, talked, we talked about it. And... This whole time, I was beating myself up about it. I was worried about what was going to happen. I was frantically worrying about this this money that was just gone. But I, I rang Simon and Alan, and it was fine, you know. And, and most of the fear was taken out of it because I I told them I was honest, I was straightforward about it, and um, and we had a great chat. And then we came up with a plan of how to get it back, and we did. It took a while. It was it was an investment of time, but we it, it was a solution. And I, I guess my reason for saying that is the same kind of concept that the thing I most didn't want to do when I did it made the stuff happen. And it's only when you yeah. take that action, take that action that you're scared of, the stuff that's uncomfortable, that's when that's when the things start really moving because it wasn't going to happen on its own. It needed that extra work. It needed that involvement. Otherwise, it was never going to happen. And you didn't die. so Exactly. Nobody died, which is a miracle because, you know, 1,500 quid, people die over that all the time. <laughs> Well, that's like $2,200, Henry. That's a reasonable amount of money to disappear from the company account. It is. And I had to work really hard from my side because I've always said to Henry and the team, tell me, if something goes wrong, just tell me. I don't care. I want to know because in some organizations that stuff gets covered up and then you find out the annual accounts a year later and it's too late to do anything about. Um, and that's a nightmare. Whereas I had to work really hard when Henry told me not to be annoyed, just yeah. to accept it. Like he's done what I want him to do. I can't then get angry for him doing what I want him to do, yeah. which is tell me um, because everyone makes mistakes. It's just back in the day when I was working on my own, I would make a mistake and uh, I didn't have to admit it to anyone else because it was only me in the business. So I had to react well and say to Henry, it's okay, we'll figure it out, we'll do it, we'll come up with a strategy and actually reward the behavior that I want to see, which is honesty, openness and communication. That's the behavior that should be rewarded. So you're rewarded for telling me and then we'll figure it out. And I think I actually said to you, Henry, like if we get it back, you can have some of it to do something nice with. Um, trying to work out how to reward the behavior that we wanted to see within the business, which is open honesty and dealing with problems. But I think the real important point of this whole story and this whole message is doing the thing that needs doing early. And if you've got a problem like that, it's very clear, this is the thing I need to tackle. The next conversation is to have a conversation about it and deal with it. 
it's less clear when you've got your own business and you don't always know what the problems are. So the question is, what's the biggest challenge? So if you're listening to this right now, what are the biggest challenges? What's the biggest problems in your business? And then doing the things to tackle those as early as possible. So if the biggest challenge is I don't have any business coming in through my website, well, then we need to work on what does that look like? What's the real problem? Is the real problem no one's coming to the website? Is the real problem the website? Then we work out how to tackle it and we do a little bit each week and keep working on it. So you've got your four areas, Christina. What's the biggest problem, challenge, issue in your business that we have in the digital world? And which one of these four is going to help us get there? Yeah, the biggest challenge in the digital world is getting high quality paying clients that are sourced from there. Uh, So I think in that case, then, you know, obviously my number one thing is that LinkedIn, whether it's, you know, adding people or looking up people, trying to get in contact, sending them the video. I think that's like the scariest thing, but the most impactful. And then, and then the stuff that's a little more passive because the Google My Biz and working on the website, like the my Google Biz is semi proactive, I feel like, because you're you're putting things, you're doing things, you're raising the signal, you're asking people to add reviews for you. But at the same time, it's you're not specifically reaching out to a client or a potential client. So you're helping boost the signal, but it's not as impactful as like sending those videos we talked about or adding someone that might be the person. We're still waiting for people to come to us. Like Google My Business is still waiting for people. Like we're working on our listing, we're getting it up the rankings, but we're still waiting. Same with the website. We're making the website better, but we're still waiting. And it's that balance between those. We need to have the proactive because otherwise no one will ever find you. And then the long-term pieces of website, Google My Business and the other stuff. And then I would just add, Instagram can be passive and proactive at the same time because the passive is I make my post with my hashtags and I'm broadcasting to the world and then I'm waiting. (laughs) Is anyone going to come towards me? Proactive is I've found people I want to work with and I've individually direct messaged them. And I've sent them a video or chatted to them or sent them a picture or a chat. So quite often these things can be used in a proactive and a passive way. It'd be interesting to try the video thing on Instagram because I do reach out. I will follow or um, message. I'll often follow brands that I think I would like to work with. Like maybe they have a fun creative style and or good packaging. So I will follow them um, and like make sure I like stuff, make sure I interact. And I'll message, I'll message brands and be like, you know, who handles your content in this? You know, sometimes they get back, sometimes they don't. They'll send me an email. I generally ask for email of the correct person to to talk to. And they're actually, it's whoever does social media for these companies and brands tends to be fairly responsive and will send you the email that you need to reach out to. And it's a little bit of a crapshoot from there because sometimes they're just trying to do influencer marketing, which isn't what I'm doing. But you know, it's nice to have that response, but I wonder if sending even versus just a message, sending a video might be an interesting trial. Like maybe that's an experiment I do as well. Well, it's interesting. Can you actually send a direct message, a video? I think so. Can't you? On Instagram? I think you can. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I think only under a minute. Oh, so I have to tighten it up. Well, I think this is useful because we can do a, an A-B test 
we can send 10 messages on Instagram and we can send 10 messages on LinkedIn and we can see which one creates the biggest response rate. And then we can focus in from there as we go. And I think marketing and this whole world is a continual set of mini experiments. You do a bunch of Instagram marketing, see what works. Do a bunch of LinkedIn marketing, see what works. You do some work on the website, see if anything changes. It's very important to measure it. Like we've started to measure Google My Business rankings. We didn't have one last time we did a podcast episode. Now we're up to 36. Next time we'll be checking again and I will be Googling it to see if we've moved in the right direction. And you do the work, you test, you measure, you see if anyone replies, you see if you go up the rankings, you see if you have more traffic to your website, and then we work out what to do next. And it's a continual set of testing and measuring. Henry Nicholson, what do you have to add to the conversation on these four items and where we're going for Christina? I've, just one thing on your on your most recent point about testing and measuring. Even the biggest companies still test and measure. They still launch mini experiments. For example, we ran an event. We ran one of our Rebel courses with Microsoft a few years ago. They threw some cash, got involved as a sponsor to put their name in front of small businesses. They tried it as a mini experiment. You know, even an organization of that scale is still doing it, you know, years and years and years after they're established. So this stuff actually never ends. All that happens mm-hmm. is we find the things that start to work better and the things that we enjoy, and they're the ones we just happen to do more often. So actually, that, that's something that I think is worth adopting across the board with all of, all of this stuff when you're starting a business is that everything is mini experiments until you find the stuff that works, and then you just do more mini experiments or something else. <laughs> you know, you keep building up yeah. and you keep leveling it up. And, 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 you know, coming back to Christina, I think obviously the way that we use the social channels all, all differ, or they, they very much differ. And Instagram is very much about shouting about each other. So if you're working with a certain client, everything you do, you tag them in it. Every story you put up, you tag them in it and they will do the same. They will reshare it and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's about sort of celebrating the work that you've done together and in turn exciting new clients because that's the sort of thing that you're up to. Whereas LinkedIn, LinkedIn's more individual. LinkedIn's about finding the people from marketing. It's about finding the people in the, you know, whatever the part of the business you need to sell to is. And what I would be doing if I was using LinkedIn for a photography business, I would be connecting with the heads of marketing, connecting with the social media managers, connecting with whoever they are, and then adding value. So, I mean, if you're on LinkedIn already, which I'm sure you are already. Well, I know you are, Christina, we've been talking yeah. about. But, uh, and, and, you know, most of you guys listening probably are as well. I know you've probably received sales messages before on LinkedIn, right? And they're very obvious when they're automated. You know, like I get some all the time just going, hey, Henry, I hear you're an events company. You'd probably like our new app. It's this. You can buy it here. But I delete it in- almost immediately. You know, there, there's a certain way that those sort of messages need to land. However, what I see the most on things like LinkedIn is connecting with the type of client that you want to work with, the type of people you want relationships with, and then posting about stuff that is relevant to them or along the lines of what they do. So for example, uh, you've connected with the head of marketing for five of your dream clients. And then the next thing you do on LinkedIn is you post a few of your pictures and a story and a piece of content, something that makes them think, something that engages them. Some of the biggest things I see on LinkedIn are companies or or sorry, individuals posting about fundraisers that they've been doing 
posting about projects that they've been working on. That's the stuff that gets loads of engagement, loads of excitement. So what if we went to LinkedIn, we engaged with a bunch of people in marketing that we wanted to work with, and then we start posting stuff in line with their mission, in line with what they're trying to achieve. Because then straight off the bat, as soon as they start thinking about content creation, or maybe they start thinking about a project based on what you've posted, you're top of the list of who they're going to come to. So it's, it's, it's all about that adding of value and it's all about engaging them in the right way. And I think what's cool about, you know, how you've spread yourself digitally over these, over these different things is that all of them are used in different ways. So we need to just be engaging people in different ways. Instagram's probably more about engaging with the company. LinkedIn is more about the individuals and so on and so on and so on. And then the website and all of that stuff sort of happens afterwards because once they've engaged with you, once they've decided that they want to work with you, that's when we send them to the website where they can find more information. That's where they go to get more of your contact details or more portfolio and all that kind of stuff. So I'd be really interested to see, you know, what kind of post for your business gets the most interaction on somewhere like LinkedIn. But then also, you know, that what we've talked about, let's send 10 messages on both, test what a message on LinkedIn needs to look like so it doesn't feel like a sales message. You know, how can we add value? Hey, Jeff saw this and thought of you that kind of thing, you know, no sales, but just nothing but value. I think that's where this stuff's really going to land. And for your business specifically as well, people are in marketing because they are creative. They're not in the autonomous, you know, routine job. Their, their job isn't the same every day. They get new things to work on. They constantly looking at new ways to be inspired. And I think your work can do that. We just need to make sure it's in front of them in, to enable that. Yeah. I like the idea of like thinking about it very experimentally too. Like, oh, I can just try this this week. Low pressure, have fun with it. If it, if I don't like it, it doesn't work. It just We can change it up. Exactly. Life is a bunch of mini experiments to try and find out what works, what you enjoy and where you go. So let's try some experiments. Yeah. So based on this, what do you want to experiment with, Christina? How do you want to experiment? What do you want to experiment with? What are we going to try and what are we going to do? We're going to experiment with mess different styles of messages across these different apps. And I think it's a jumping off the jumping off point is the video we did with Patrick, right? As a starting point. And then thinking about potentially also sending videos on Instagram. And then how can I have the ultimate amount of fun with it, like take what we did with Patrick, which was pretty like simple and basic, which is great. It's a good, but like, how can I really have fun with it? And how can I use it to like really say what I do or like, you know, or show, because at the end of the day, I'm selling creativity to them, right? I'm, let me show your product in a fun, interesting way that's going to catch people's attention. So how can I be kind of fun, interesting and attention catching in that moment? Like, look what I, I caught your attention. Like I'm also make your product do that. Right. So maybe like, I just want to have, I think what I'm going to work on is those experiments across this way of reaching out and then having the utmost fun with it. Just try to have fun with it. Like whatever that means, you know, I don't know, sparkles. Um, (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah, I'm going to think about how I can really have like, not just record the video we did, but how am I going to make it really fun? Which could be the background, it could be the energy, it could be what you're saying, it could be a funky filter, it could be subtly having a bottle of their drink next to you whilst you chat. 
Yeah. I don't know if you've actually got their brand in the house. You could have a glass and say cheers as you do it, or whatever Americans say instead of cheers. Cheers might be a very British thing. We still say thing. cheers, yeah. Do you? Excellent. I think so. Um, what else could ho- you say? There was a whole TV show about it, I believe. I think it was yeah. called Oh, there cheers. was. Yes. <laughs> a fabulous TV show, something about friends where you meet them. At the bar. <laughs> yeah. Where everyone knows your name. <laughs> That was like most popular 90s uh, sitcoms, Alan. Well done. Yes, there's the extent of my TV knowledge is 90s sitcoms, Henry. Uh, That was my era. Friends and wedding. Anyway, moving on quickly before we talk about my age anymore. (laughs) I think we have a plan. I think we have some ideas. I have two questions. Christina, A, what are you going to do? And then Henry, I'm going to ask you, what is your advice generally for everyone out there with this sort of digital area of life? Because I think quite often it's an area of a business's life that gets forgotten. Like you get a website designer to build you a website at the start, it's put out there and then they don't do anything ever again. That's not what I did for my first four years. I think it's an area of life that people forget and they forget they've got an online presence. They forget they've got digital marketing. They forget they're selling online and interacting with customers online and they forget all of these different bits. So I'm going to ask you for your specific advice for people listening to this. What do they need to work on for their digital life? Um, but before we do that, Christina, what are you going to do going forwards? What are you committing to in your new mini schedule experiment? Immediately, what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow up on the reviews I asked for, because that's something that's easy. I can go find the email and just say, hello. Following up on this. And then the second thing I'm going to do, we've set this new schedule that's a mini experiment in itself. So Friday is, I'm calling it content day because my idea is like, if I've been shooting and editing during the week, then Friday is like, so like Monday's admin day, Friday's content day. So they have a little crossover, right? So Monday, I'm probably going to do more of the nuts and bolts of the proactive marketing, the stuff we talked about, the, um, like the emailing, maybe some of the videos, some of the stuff that's a little more, I guess, pointed and really proactive marketing focused, especially it's the new, the first day of the week, it's I'm fresh, energized, ready to go, and I can get myself organized. So I think that's really going to do some of that on Monday. And then Friday, my thought was because I've been doing the work all week. And then I can look back at the week, see what projects I've finished, what imagery and things have kind of been created. And then I can set aside the stuff I want to send to the girl that does the Instagram posts for me. I can upload the new project stuff to the new project pages for the website. And then also post that like I can kind of look at everything say, Oh, that project wrapped. I have photos and videos from it. Where do they need to go? Make sure we post a few of those on Instagram for the next month. That needs a project page on the website. And then I'll make sure that I share this project info on LinkedIn. And that's the sharing of the things that are aligning with my goals and added value. Right. And then, you know, so I'm kind of focusing on like, what have I done this week before I move on to the next thing next week? Like, where can I make sure that this stuff is going, that it's going to help and people are going to be able to see it, see what I can do for them. And then, you know, that I'm doing that weekly instead of like, in two months, be like, oh, I haven't added or posted any of the past projects. What were my projects I did this last couple of months? I don't know. And it's so overwhelming. So I think like a weekly, like, okay, what projects did I do this week? Let's make sure we put them in the places and use them as constant feed of its own marketing, like at, especially sharing on LinkedIn, 
here's what we're working on. Here's what we did. Here's what, you know, but so I think that's kind of how I'm looking at those Mondays, the Monday and the Friday a little, and they definitely tie together a bit, but then Friday is also not as much like active outreach because I know people are getting ready for their weekend. I'm ready for the weekend, et cetera. So Friday, I would just like gonna... to challenge the Friday ready for the weekend bit. Yeah. Uh, I did two years of cold calling and I actually found Friday was a great time to ring people because they were mm. looking forward to the weekend and they were in a good mood. Okay. So that story of everyone's off on a Friday actually worked for me. So I just mm. wanted to challenge that because I have found sending marketing messages on a Friday afternoon to be a good time to do it because some people are relaxing into the weekend. Some people are busy, don't get me wrong, but I don't think we can assume everyone's the same. And I okay. discovered it was a good time for me to do marketing outreach and calling. Mm. doesn't mean you have to. I just wanted to challenge that belief. Yeah. Okay. Jet. Yeah. So maybe especially some videos and especially if I'm posting up new stuff on on that day, um, then maybe that's a good time to like kind of almost alert people. Like if they're going to, if I reach out and I'm trying to communicate with them that day, even if they don't respond, they might click and see what I'm about and what I'm doing. And then there'll be new stuff for them. So maybe that's a good thing to do too. And then the final question for me, for you, Christina, is worded very specifically, how many Instagram or LinkedIn videos are you committing to send? Let's do for this week, should we do, is 10 total enough? Like five and five? Or is, do you, should I do more? Five and five is a perfect start for this week. I love it. Yes. Uh, my question was worded very specifically to give you no choice, but to commit to a number. Five and five sounds perfect. That's a great start. Cause it doesn't really matter. Like, like if you just said 10 and 10, I would have accepted it. If you just said four, I might have pushed you to do five. Um, but just getting that process of doing them. Next time we're going to check in and go, okay, you did five of them, five of them. What happened? Where did it go? We'll refine. We'll do a next version. We just need to commit to taking that action and doing it. So uh, I have now written it in my notes on my laptop that you're doing five Instagram videos and five LinkedIn videos. And then I will be asking you about it next And time. I already have a ridiculous idea for how to make them fun. So, Ooh, tell us. So I was thinking because I, I've been doing some um, courses on like some creative commercial photography stuff and like building, you know, I already build little mini sets, but I was like, it wouldn't be fun if I just built like a really fun, colorful, like mini set with like maybe like an archway or something. And then I can put myself in the set. Like, you know, you could have like, it's like, a big bright solid color and then you have other solid color like little set pieces and then maybe the camera is like even there and then I'm probably just filming on my phone but I could just put it on the tripod and then so you see the camera you see the little set and I could be like pop into the archway and be like hello <laughs> your product could be like, you know like I don't know it's fun but it would show it would show my creative style it would show it would be playful it would be interesting so I think that would be really, and I would kind of enjoy building that and doing it. I love it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's see what happens. Let's have a go. I yeah. absolutely love that. And I found that way for me to be like, not embarrassed and feel ridiculous about reaching out to people is actually to be ridiculous because I'm like, at least the very least they might have a giggle. I don't know. You know, like, I feel like when you're just sending that, that's what we were doing with those photos. I did all those miniatures. Like I was like, this is so silly. I love, like, I don't feel bad sending these emails to people. 
It's actually <laughs> so, fun. They okay. actually might enjoy getting this message. Yeah. I'm going to build a set this week. I mean, it's easy. I have stuff. I'll cut and paint some stuff. It'll be great. Awesome. I'm going to design and... it this afternoon. I'm co-working with our friend Jamie later. Ooh. And that's going to be my, I'm going to design my silly video set. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. In case there's an Instagram photo of this set, where would people find your Instagram if they're listening to this podcast so that you can see what you're up to? Fresh Print Media is my Instagram handle for my business. So go check out Fresh Print Media on Instagram and you will hopefully find a picture of the set and what Christina is up to. And for um, the listeners, I'm going to go ahead and commit to, I have highlight reels on my Instagram. So I'm going to create a rebel highlight reel. And so I'll, I'll add it there. Look perfect. For go look for rebel on Christina's Instagram and you'll find it there. I think that's some fantastic actions to go forward with. Henry, closing thoughts on people's digital life and where the business owners listening should focus. What should they do? How should they focus? Like, where should they go? What are your closing thoughts and the key actions we want people to take? So I have a few. I've written some down, and actually I've added to them since uh, Christina said some stuff. You've provoked some thoughts. But um, <laughs> I have a few things here. My main one, and this is, this is kind of going off of Christina's point of just have fun, and across your digital platform – the the passive part of this will naturally grow. The SEO thing will grow. The people finding you through Google, through social media, it will start to grow once you do more active marketing. And on Christina's point of have fun, I want to just make sure you to remind you basically that you're still selling person to person. Even though your business might be business to consumer, it might be business to business, you are still selling to a human. They still have feelings. And they still want to build relationships. So actually, across your marketing, you still want to be engaging the individual because they're the ones that make the decision. And usually the process that will happen. So, for example, if we engage somebody who from marketing about, you know, taking from some photos for their products, once we've engaged them and they go, you know what, I really like Christina's work. She's really fun. She looks like she has a great time whilst doing it. That's what I want to do they then start to look at how that matches with the company. So then they start to go down. This is when business to business happens because they then start to go, how does this tie in with our values? Does this match our company? Are we a fun company? Hopefully they'd say yes, because you probably don't want to work with people that aren't fun. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know, They then no. look at values after they have decided personally that they think you're a good fit. So then they look at values and it's so much further down the line that they start to look at price. And this is probably the first thing that people look at when they, when they come to a rebel course. This is the biggest thing that people ask is how much should I be charging? Because they want to put the price at the front of their sales tactic. And actually, the sales should already be made before they even know how much it costs. Right. So this is this is kind of my advice. This is my advice. It's not kind of my advice. It is my advice for anyone that's using digital, engaging uh, businesses or consumers. It's person to person. Then it's values then price comes much, much further down the line. You want to have fun with this. You want to build relationships. We've got clients. Actually, no, we don't have clients. They're not even clients yet. We've got people at the Rebel Business School that we have been speaking to for about eight years that have never bought a course, but we know that they probably will at some point because they absolutely love engaging with us. They love the energy. They love talking to us. They're always replying to everything we post on social media. 
it's going to happen. They know they're invested. They're just waiting for the right time for their company to be invested. So remember, you're still selling person to person, no matter whether you're business to consumer or business to business. It's still person to person. You want to match the value. Enjoy it because it's so obvious when you see companies that don't actually enjoy using social media or being online. You want to actually be genuinely enjoying what you're doing. Building sets like Christina's doing, it's such a brilliant way of doing it because I know as soon as I watch that video, the smile that Christine is going to give off is going to be so much more radiant because it's something that you <laughs> you feel brilliant doing. That's the kind of stuff you want. You want people to work with you because they enjoy it and their process is good. And once you match up the values, price doesn't even matter. That would be my thing. Keep doing that. Do the active marketing because the passive will grow. It will happen. It just takes time. And on that note, what we would love you all to do is to get out there and do some proactive marketing. Send some messages reach out to people, send some LinkedIn videos, send some Instagram videos, be proactive. It is through your proactive actions that you will build the business of your dreams. Thank you for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Go make it happen. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself be a rebel entrepreneur.